One, two, three, four, five, let's go! From the plastic microphone studios deep in the heart of Cajun country, this is Faith Five from Fans. I'm your host, Jamie Ray, and I want to welcome you. It's been a little while since we've had video, and I know you're probably glad because, you know, you didn't have to see this face. But I do have a very, like, a, an opposite face to mine. And I'm talking about the cutie patootie from way over yonder, Udi. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I got to got to work on my rhyming. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um so we've got a very horrific show lined up for you. I'm really excited about it because of course I say this all the time, but this was an incredibly hard list. I was thinking why would I even do this list and then I remembered that it's because Lily G is the one who came up with it. Hi Lily, welcome back to the show. Hi. So all my horror enthusiasts out there, with if I've got 13 listeners, then that means probably at least six or seven of you like horror, will remember that Lily came in and we did um, Vincent Price Films. And Lily schooled me like nobody <laughs> else. I mean, oof, I thought I knew some stuff about Vincent Price, but you 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 showed it to me, girl. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so what's been going on? Um, mostly school and work, all that sort of thing. Um, just got uh, asked to be in a new band. We're kind of, we don't even have a name yet. We're just kind of getting who all of us are and that sort of thing. Uh-huh. What kind of music are you thinking it's going to be? Oh, it's for sure going to be metal. We all agreed on that. We just uh-huh. don't know what kind of metal we want to do because we all like different subgenres of metal. Uh-huh. So what's like your genre, subgenre of metal? I've got, a f- I've got a few different favorites. Uh, okay. um, I wonder how much of like an eclectic mess my sound's going to be later on. But <laughs> I'm really, really in- I love new metal, thrash metal, and I also like uh, power metal and um, sludge. Clutch. I'm not familiar with clutch. Sludge. Lunch. Uh, again, I. I- S L U D G E. <laughs> Sludge. I, I don't know. I think I like something about lunch metal would be really good. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you could probably make it a thing. You'd be a That's my sandwich. That's my sandwich. Don't eat my sandwich. Pretty much. Hey, I'm open. You can book me. I'm just saying, you know. Hey, I got you. <laughs> so um Lily is uh you're a cosplayer, you're a plushy enthusiast, yes. um, you're a bass player, you're a singer. Um, and you like the anime, as the kids are calling it these days. Um, what else keeps you going? I mean, what, 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 well, so the plushie, I guess that's a new thing. So to me, at least. Yeah. Okay. It's got a star. So who is that? That is, this is Ziggy. Um, there's a Japanese brand called Amuse that has a bunch of different things. Like they're the ones that make the Al Picasso line. 
Oh, and they yeah. Have bunnies. Um, I actually have two of these, and I'm hoping to get more. Oh, well, the pink one doesn't have a star. No, she's uh, they've got a uh, a ribbon around the neck. My fiance got me this uh, a while back. That's right. That's what that huge flash every time you move your left hand across the screen is. <laughs> yeah. <people>. She's <laughs> taken. He liked it so much he put a ring on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. So, uh, what? Well, okay. Let's see. What is the last horror movie you watched? The last one I watched. Um, I don't know if it would be considered horror. It's more like a horror comedy. Uh, it's called Blood Sucking Bastards. I haven't seen this one yet. So this is an older, like smaller film with actually with Pedro Pascal. Oh, um, okay. I know him. And this is why I I, I want to say. I'm not the first person to say this, but Tubi is your best friend because you don't know what you're going to find. <laughs> hey, I can watch this movie with a $20 million budget or I could go on Tubi. <laughs> for real, for real. <laughs> yeah, they're starting to get their own. I saw they have a, a movie called Titanic 666. So I'm like, you know what? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm down. You know, let's, let's see what's going on. Oh. Yeah. Um. Well, was it any good? It, it's good for like what you expect that kind of movie to be. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you literally, okay, it's this company, it's this telemarketing company where like these people are miserable in their job. And then Pedro Pascal, who these coworkers knew from college, and he's basically getting revenge and they find out that he's a vampire and he's trying to like turn everybody in the office just to like make, just to like kind of change the work format. It's really, it's, it's interesting. Oh, oh I'll have to look for it though. I, I like Pedro. Uh, my, uh, my friend Scout loves Pedro. She like worships at the altar of Pedro Pascal. So if he she hasn't amazing. seen it already, I'm sure she's going to, going to pick it up quick. Um, uh, okay. So before we get started. I was telling you, I received a package today. It's mail day. Yay. Yay. And so I got this in just today uh, from my friend George with Greenhouse Video. And I'm going to open it up and I'm going to see if you can tell me what it is. It's media mail. So that'll give you a hint. All right. You ready? What is this? I haven't seen that, that wallpaper in so long. Or that poster in so long. But do you know what it is? Not the movie. It's the Omen, obviously. But Is that a vinyl? It's hard to kind of see what it, it is. It is a CED, which is a Cap'n Stance elect something or another disc. So you know what laser discs are. Yeah. Okay. So laser discs are digital. Okay. This is actually analog. And so what you would do is you would take this thing and it's kind of hard to see, but there's like a little top here to it. Mm -hmm. If you look around, you can see how it's kind of broken up. And so you have a machine that's called a CED player and you would take this and you'd go up to the player and you'd stick it in and that little thing would fold out and it would grab the disc that's inside of it. And then it would eject this case and then your movie would play. But because it's analog, there was actually a needle that would go onto the disc. And as it spun, just like a record player, it would do it. 
And as you could probably guess, this little crappy thing here would break all the time. So it quickly got outdated and they came out with the laser discs. But they have some really cool covers. This was like a really, really good deal. And I bought um, somebody else a birthday slash Christmas present. And that's really the reason I bought it. But I threw this on for a couple of bucks. So thank awesome. you, George. Great. Really happy. Can't wait to watch it. So there we go. Shout out to George. Okay. So we got that out of the way. Tell me and all everybody who's listening, where did you come up with the idea of our favorite horror moments, hor favorite horror film moments? Well, uh, I think it's mostly uh, Kinder Trauma's fault. Um, Kinder Trauma is somebody I follow on TikTok who talks about different like films, mostly horror, but sometimes other things too. Um, and they're actually part of a documentary on horror and mental health. Thought okay. I'd bring that up a little bit. I've heard, I've but heard of I was just kind of, yeah, I was just kind of brainstorming after that. And I'm like, I kind of want to do more stuff like that. And I kind of was just kind of thinking, I was like brainstorming with you. I'm like, hey, do you want to do another episode maybe on horror still? And it kind of just went from there. Oh, well, I'm thinking it's a very cool one. It does, it did task me very much so because. I don't know about how your thoughts went, but I, there's so many different moments in horror. Some of them are really gross. Some of them are really scary. Some of them might be poignant. Some of them might be, I don't know, gory or whatever. So it was hard for me when I made my list to decide, okay, they're not going to all be the best jump scares or whatnot. So, so it was all over the place. How about for you? How hard was it? Um, it's kind of challenging because it was some of it was like a memory thing because I wanted to make sure I was remembering a scene correctly before uh -huh. I went live and talked about it. No. Um, because I didn't want to upset anybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was mostly it. But like, I already kind of had a few things in mind of what I wanted to talk about, and I kind of just recorded them as I went. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I kind of did the same thing. Now, I'm going to ask you this and I, without you telling me. So, like, my mm -hmm. number one, right away, I knew what my number one favorite moment would be. Was it like that for you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I got a list of probably 20 or 30 things, moments. Um, and then I would like, so, okay, well, I don't, I can't do this one because I've got too many of them over here. Mm -hmm. And then I'd get there. And then, I, and so the now it came down to the kind of like the mesh of it. So, um, gonna be, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in yours because I, I don't want to, and obviously I shouldn't say write you off because like mm -hmm. at first I was thinking, oh, here she comes this cute little girl who's going to do, no offense, who's going to do, um, a Vincent Price. Oh, Sha. Like she knows me. she's <laughs> she's heard of Michael Jackson's thriller. This is gonna be sweet. And then you show up and you're just like <laughs> with all this Vincent Price knowledge. May God they don't. Yeah. <laughs> so I know that I am going to be again schooled by you. And I'm so ready for it. I'm so ready. So you have some honorable mentions, and then you have your favorite five. 
Mm-hmm. And so if you've watched the show before or listened to the show before, or somebody has pantomimed the show to you while you're on an airplane and didn't have headphones, you'll know that there are some honorable mentions, mm-hmm. um, usually two, three, or 15. And those are things that just couldn't quite make it on your Fave 5. Uh, whether it was mm, really good, but I had some really other good ones, or maybe even sometimes if it's something that's really bad, but just had to be put on the list. And so that's where we give you this time to do it. So I think if you're ready, I know I'm ready to hear you have some honorable mentions, three of them, I believe three or 13. I can't read my hand. Right <laughs> yeah. So I'm why don't you go ahead and I would... go tell me yeah. whatever you want. A... First off, I'm excited because I'm hoping to learn some more from you because I learned a lot from you the last time. So no, no, that was purely <laughs> luck. <laughs> All right. So first mention is the chili cook-off in Texas Chainsaw 2. <laughs> okay, with crop top. So tell me why. Because dramatic irony. I love I love me some dramatic irony because I mean obviously if you've seen the first one, you know who the winner of the chili cook-off is. And so we know what's in the chili. We know it's people. <laughs> And so you're just like, oh, yeah, this is really setting the scene. Chilliest people. <laughs> so, so set up, set it up a little bit for this is a huge spoiler. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this, you're going to, you know, you may not know about it, but we're going to ruin it for you. So tell us about the chili cook-off. So basically, there is a new protagonist, first off. Uh, uh, she's a radio DJ. Her name is a radio personality. Her name is, she goes by Stretch. And she is assigned to also go, like, work at this cook-off, like, the radio station. And the winner is announced. And he, you realize that he is a member of the family from the previous film. And then I think she kind of started to, I think from the very beginning, she was kind of sus mm-hmm. about it. So basically, it was, like, just saying that he was happy to win this award and he's like this is a family secret this chili and i'm just like you're like oh is it is it <laughs> <laughs> now this is where bill mosley joined the family right mm-hmm. he's yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep yep that's all i'm gonna say the um, man the legend <laughs> he's awesome i like when i met him mm-hmm. before this is like back in the day when you can actually meet people and talk to them um he was so cool i brought my um uh, devil's no my house of a thousand corpses mm-hmm. and he signed that one he was like very mm-hmm. cool well that's a good one okay all right well that's your first one what's your second one because i've mentioned before this is one of my favorite movies ever and the poster will give you a hint hang on oh you the iPad exorcist to the heretic mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> not just the exorcist <laughs> uh the stair scene even though it was taken out Oh, 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 the spider crab walk thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. That's a good. And it, it it was so weird because I don't know. I'm sure you've seen it on the disc. Of course, they've got the yeah. version that they put into the new, the which was all clean. But even the, the undigital version looked pretty good. And if you yeah. did it quick, it scared the crap out of you. Yeah. And that was a professional gymnast, I think, who did it. So. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. You really dig that movie. I see. Oh, I love it. I love it. What are you what are your thoughts on two? 
I didn't get to watch it, which is the sad part. Stay that, stay that way. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would, oh. I've seen reviews of the sequels. Yeah. So I'm hesitant, but I, I mean, even if they're bad, I will watch them and love them. That's the thing. Oh, well, then you'll love this movie. Um, the third sense. one is really actually pretty good, though, in a completely different way. Um, mm-hmm. So I would definitely tell you if you ever got the chance to to watch that one. It's got Brad Dourif and George C. Scott and William Peter Blatley, I believe, actually directs it. Um, so takes his own source material, does some good stuff with it. But that's a good one. That's a good one. No crab spider walk down the stairs, but still. Um, <laughs> all right. What is your m- mostest honorable? What's your most honorable? What's your least honorable? What's your other one? <laughs> I would say it's my most graphic honorable mention. Um, So Paranormal Activity, the Mark Ones, where we see the recreation of Katie stabbing Nika. Tell us a little bit about that. So in Paranormal Activity, the Mark Ones, it's these two guys, Jess and Hector, they see like some odd ritual stuff happening in their apartment next door after a murder happens. And... After a while, like things just kind of start happening with Jess. He starts acting funny. But Hector, in this scene, he ended up going through a portal. And we already kind of saw people from the previous movies like showing up. And you kind of get the hint, oh, this is like one universe. Right. Like this was well thought out. But he goes through a portal and he ends up in Katie and Mika's house. He ends up in 2006 where Katie was possessed and she like stabbed Mika after she was screaming her lungs out. Right. Yeah. Cause he's like, I don't know where I am. Can you help me? Cause she's just standing there, not saying anything in the kitchen. And he like taps her on the shoulder, like, can you help me? And then she just starts screaming bloody murder. Oh. And then okay. Mika runs in and she just hacks him to death. I, I have to, I have to be honest with you. Of the ones that I've seen, that was actually my least favorite one. It's understandable. So, I can see why. Yeah. So it's hard for me. I don't really remember that scene, but I'm, we're, I'm going to try after this. To go and find on YouTube little little bits and kind of show that scene while we're doing it. So we'll have to get back together on that one. Uh, that's yeah. the fourth one? I think it's the third. Third one. Okay. Yeah. So it was like 2012. Okay. No, 2014. 2014. So that's the one like it's in an apartment complex. Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 Remember that one. All right. That's a good one. That's a good one. That was nowhere near my list whatsoever. But if you're ready, I will tell you two things that are are worth honorably mentioning. So the first is from a 1990 movie called Frankenhooker. And <laughs> if you know me, you know, me. I love, I love, I love this movie. Um, Frank Hennelotter um, directed it and co-wrote it along with uh, Bob Martin. And so my favorite scene from this movie, <laughs> excuse me, is when Patty Mullen, who's playing Elizabeth Shelley, uh, the Frankenhooker um, has been put together and comes to life for the first time and goes out and she is wants to ask somebody, you want a date? You looking for some action? Need some company? And she just walks around and is asking everybody in the uh, in the streets of New York uh, if they'd like to take home a seven foot conglomeration of a prostitute. <laughs> I just I love it. I, I got to actually meet her in costume. Well, she was in costume. I wasn't in costume. That would have been funny, though. Um, and got to take a picture with her, and she's doing the face and everything. And I just <laughs> I just love that scene. So 
It's kind of a funny one. Right, now, have you seen the movie? I have not, but I'm going to find it now. <laughs> you should find it. It's, it's, I won't even say it's even maybe on Amazon, but um, it's so bad. It's good. You know, it's kind of like a, a, I don't want to say a poor man's, but it's kind of a poor man's um, reanimator, but it's hilarious. So anyway, and then my other honorable mention, we just kind of basically have already touched on, but it's not the same movie. I'm talking about the bludgeoning of Kirk um, and Leatherface slamming the metal door. Texas Chainsaw. Um, That's a good one. Thank you. I mean, something so simple as that, that elicited scream that he does and just grabs that door and just, man, it's like it must weigh like 500 pounds and it slams and then it's just. I mean, it's it's just chef's kiss, as my other Lily would say. Um, so that was from 1974, directed by Toby Hooper, who also co-wrote that with Kim Hinkle. So once again, the um, two kids going off to have a premarital sex get what's coming to them. <laughs> okay, so that's honorable or maybe not so honorable mentions. We'll now bump to your number five. Oh, boy. So I'm going to go ahead and say now, a few of these will make you question your sanity if you watch it. Okay. You might question mine. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) My number five is the ending of The Eyes of My Mother. The Eyes of My Mother? Yeah. Okay, see there. School me, girl. Go okay, ahead. It's on a list of like one of the top disturbing films to exist. Okay. Of course, it's never going to c- compete with movies like Serbian Film or Cannibal Holocaust. Mm-hmm. However, it is it is disturbing. It is a lot to take in. Okay. Um, basically, it's about this girl. Um, I don't think they revealed her name. That's part of the plot. Uh, her mother was an eye surgeon. So that's why it's called the eyes of my mother. Okay. And uh, after her mother was killed by this guy, her dad like keeps him like tied up with his eyes cut out and like leaving him tortured in the barn. And she kind of like nurses takes care of him. Uh huh. Like as she grows up in the years and then, but like at the very end, she ended up taking this woman's baby because she was lonely and he she did the same thing to the man that her father did while she was raising this child for a very long time and then the mother escaped and so that's when the cops went to her house and she's like holding on to the the kid and like holding a knife out because like and it's a good scene because finally her actions are catching up to her right consequences yeah Yeah. eyes of my mother okay that's one i'm gonna where do you know where you could see that? I think I rented it when I got it. Okay. So you can definitely like buy or rent it on YouTube for sure, but I'm not sure where else you could find it. All right. We're going to look for that one. Okay. We're going to put a link to it. Okay. That's a good one. So my number five is a movie that has been panned almost across the board. And I can kind of see why. But at the same time, I mean, Fangoria's Chainsaw Awards nominated it as the 2003 worst picture. 
God. <laughs> but anyway, I am talking about only the opening scene. Okay. Just the opening scene to 2002's Ghost Ship. Now, I've heard about this movie. Okay. It, I will say, yeah, it's it's bad. Okay. A good bad, but it's bad. But the first scene, it's a beautiful scene. Um, it takes place back in 1962 aboard the Italian ocean liner, the MS Antonio Grazza. And it's a, it's a, you know, kind of like a Titan. I mean, I'm sorry, a Titanic kind of feel where, you know, there's people dancing and there's a you know band playing and all of these people are in their nice fancy clothes and they're out on the deck of the ship. And there's a little girl by herself, um, Katie. And so the the ship's doctor, uh, not doctor, a uh, captain, comes up to her. It's basically like, you know, would you like to dance? And so they get up and they start dancing. And then the cabling that goes along the top, like that all the lights and everything on, all of a sudden starts snapping off. And it just slices through everybody on the, de- the deck at the same time. Wow. With the exception of Katie, because she's so short. And so one by one, you start to see these people. They're suddenly their clothes like split and fall down. And there's like lines of blood. And then people start sliding off one side or the other. Some people get cut right here. It's just, it is the spookiest thing because Katie is just kind of standing there and literally all around her, her world is falling apart. Yeah. Um, really, really great scene. I want to say it's on Tubi. So if you get a chance, watch that first scene. And when the credits roll up to tell you the name of the movie, you can pause it and move on. Um, it has, um, Juliana Margulies, who was on the TV show ER for, from NBC for years and years and years. So plus some other people, but, uh, anyway, number five ghost ship. So. Number four, lay it on me. (laughs) So the scene right after the plot twist of the ring, the U.S. version of the ring. Okay. So basically it is when Samara finally comes out of the TV, that one famous scene, and then she kills Noah. That's a good scene. Very good scene. Have you seen, they just had a convention, and of course you never know when this stuff is. It could be from five years ago. But there was a con where this dad was pushing around a tv and then she would come out of it uh right in front of you oh that was so awesome yeah there was this one girl who i saw she literally she didn't have anyone pushing her but she had like a handler basically Uh um she was literally crawling on her hands the entire time while she's in the convention just like pulling the tv with her wow i really want to do a cosplay like this really i want to do it so bad i could see that you know, I could I could definitely see that. Wow, yeah. very cool. Okay. So that's just the US version though. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Good one. All right. Well, my number four is very near and dear to me. Um, it is the final moments mm-hmm. of the 1983 classic Sleepaway Camp, starring Felisa Rose. Uh, as Angela Baker. So written and directed by Robert uh, Hiltzik. So if you don't know about this movie, find it and rent it. It is all kinds of disturbing. Um, it, it touches on so many different themes. Uh, some people may find it inappropriate. 
Uh, I think it just it it breaks so many barriers, uh, especially for a movie from 1983. But mm-hmm. I'm going to ruin the ending for you if you haven't seen it. So pause it now and go watch it. But at the end of the movie, the final reveal. Now you've seen it though, right? Not that one. Not the first one. No, like I've like I haven't like it's on my list. Okay. It, you can spoil it. It's fine. <laughs> no, I don't want to spoil it. Do you know the? the it's okay. Ending? It's okay. No, I already nope. spoiled some stuff for you. It's only fair. Nope, 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 not this movie. Not this movie. I'm not gonna do it. Okay. But I am going to say, all right, that um, so the end of the movie has one of the eeriest and most unreal special effects that was done by a college guy wearing a mask. It, it's just Oh, it's, it's, it's so messed up. So just do me a favor and promise me that when you watch Mm -hmm. this movie, you'll call me or zoom on me so that we can discuss it because there's so many things there's, I've got a whole episode on, um, complete disarray where we talk just about sleepaway camp. I've met Felisa a couple of times. She is just wonderful. She's just can't go on enough about her, but. That's it. The final reveal of Sleepaway Camp, 1983. So, all right. <clears throat> numero tres. Oh, <laughs> okay. So my number three is the very first video in Sinister. Okay. Because a kind of like, if you haven't like had any familiarity with this movie at all, you're kind of just like, what is going on? What, what, what is happening? And then after a while you start getting it. Cause it just kind of, builds up as as you see each tape so it just kind of sets the scene you know okay so sinister is the one with the little boy right yeah and um there's this uh demon named bagul who has these kids video them doing things to their parents okay okay like murdering their parents yeah yeah okay i remember that now i keep i always can that one and insidious i I mean i know they're nothing alike but i always in my mind yeah, actually, yeah. a common Google search apparently is is Bagul in Insidious. So you're not alone. <laughs> well, there you go. Senior moment. <laughs> so what is it about that first scene that just, what does it do for you? It just kind of like is the foundation as we like see the protagonist like watching more and more of it and like trying to figure out what's going on. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Well, and again, we're going to try to have that up here for you to see. Um, my number three comes from a number two. Mm-hmm. Comes from Final Destination 2 from 2003. Okay. So knowing the movie, and I know you've seen that movie. Okay. Which scene do you think is my favorite? The truck scene. from. <laughs> it's got to be that whole scene. Um one year after flight 180, um, a, a group of kids in a um, in a suburban, and a guy on a motorcycle, and a lady with her son, and a guy who's snorting coke and driving. All of these guys are all on U.S. Route 23 when they have a horrible accident, and um, then the girl wakes up, and that was the premonition. There's just so many things about this, but one of them is the water bottle that rolls underneath the woman's brake and she can't put on her brakes. Mm. My wife 
it, that's like her thing. We cannot get in the car and without knowing where, you know, our bottles are and we can't put it on her side of the door because we can't have that final destination two scene happening. Um, I did read an article and I went back and confirmed it before this, that the uh, supervisor, John, uh, Jason Crosby, who was with digital dimension, they did all kinds of tests with logs to try to use real logs because they wanted to do as much of that as possible. Uh, as a matter of fact, later on in the movie, when the guy gets cut by the barbed wire into like three or four pieces, most of that's actually done with practical effects. Uh, a little bit of green here, a little bit of green here, but by and large, it's him just acting it. Um, but they were unable to get the logs to bounce the way mm -hmm. they wanted to. So that is a, a digital artist, uh, Edmund Cozen, manipulated it and made 22 uh, computer-generated logs for that. Um, and then various little you know pieces of chain and stuff. But man, when those... Where I'm from, up in uh, Ball, which was a um, uh, a logging town uh, back in the day, you would see those trucks all the time. <laughs> and so to have it in the movie and to have it, I'm like, oh, okay, 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 that's the, that sticks with me. <laughs> yeah, you're just sitting and you're, you're just sitting in the car. You're like, oh no, 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 no. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Driving next to them, you're like, uh, you know, oh, I don't know. But that's a that's a great one. I have a cute little aside story for you. Mm -hmm. So. Back in the day when my dad was working, he would go home at lunch. And again, they were always cutting trees down. There's always pine trees because they were making creosote and all this. He comes up to a scene on an under an underpass on the highway. And there, one of those trucks has gone under the overpass and is stuck. And they can't back out. And, you know, there's all these police and everything. And they're trying to figure out. And my dad knows many of them because he worked at a funeral home. And so he, he saw somebody he knew and he called him over and he asked him what was going on and said the guy was stuck. And he was like, yeah, we're trying to figure out how we could cut some of these trees out and, you know, get them out and all that stuff. And my dad looked at him and go, you know, uh, I have work, but uh, how about you just let the air out of the tires on the trailer? And the guy was like, huh? It's like, yeah, just give it a try. And he was like, oh, okay. And dad drove off. Comes back about 30, 40 minutes later, everybody's gone. <laughs> it's just just enough to back it out and take it off. Sometimes it's the simplest things, you know? Yeah. Okay. Tuno. <laughs> Uno and Uno is Tuno. What is your second favorite horror movie moment? So, um, and it's actually my favorite saw trap. Um, so in Saw 2, the needle pit trap. Oh, my God. Because I know it well. Up, yeah, because you brought up simplicity earlier. That's what I like about it because it's there's not like they have a lot of clever traps with uh -huh. throughout the franchise, but it was so simple. They didn't have to do much, yet it was so unsettling. Exactly. Because we've all poked ourselves with a needle at one point, mm -hmm. and there's hundreds of needles in that pit. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, that is such. I didn't even go to Saw to be honest with you, because there's so many, you know, we, we did a whole episode on saw traps and that one, I want to say that one, all three of us chose, if I'm not mistaken, because it is so definitely, you know, I mean, okay. Who's going to get caught in a metal pig and burned alive? No, mm -hmm. but needles. Ooh. And then poor thing. She gets in it. She finally gets it. She gets it out. And the guy takes it from her. 
Yeah. She doesn't even get the win, you know? Yeah, oh. after he straight up pushes her in. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He, and she was she didn't want to do it. No, well, it wasn't her I mean, drive. None of them wanted to do it, but still. <laughs> oh, that's a good poll. That's a good one. Okay. Anyway. All right. Well, let me ask you this. What was your least favorite saw trap? If you had to pick one that was just like, oh my God, come on. My least favorite, it's definitely memorable and I love it, but I I say this because I prefer the needle trap that much. It's when the guy is super glued to the car and his friend is about to get like run over if he doesn't like move to the steering wheel. <laughs> yeah, and that you was just a little far fetched. Just like slowly coming off of him. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I like. Yeah, it's just, and then there were so many things going on in that car at the same time, you know, yeah. just like, oh, it was, it was a little overload. Okay. All right. Well, that's a good one. Okay. So my number two is a one of probably the best examples of uh, what the right makeup guy and practical effects and taking your time and doing right can can really do for you and i'm talking about the original transformation scene of david kessler in an american werewolf in london from 1981 uh written and directed by john landis um this whole scene just it okay seen it yes i've seen i know that scene i know what you're talking about so just the fact that it goes from him just kind of just chilling and reading and then he kind of starts pacing very animalistic style. Uh, and then he just gets all of a sudden so hot and just, Oh, and starts ripping his clothes off and all, all the while, while the music's playing, you know, and you're, you're just, it, it's almost surreal. And the way that he makes uh, his, his hands extend and his mouth extend and the hairs come out. There was so much that went into that. That whole scene took like a week to film. And they did some things forward, and they did some things in reverse. Uh, of course, one of the the coolest parts I think think is where they cut a hole and put his body into it and laid the other part on top of it. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's of course Rick Baker and his team. They put months in getting ready for it. They made uh, changeo heads of different people. You know, but but the the movie is just just a wonderland of those effects. But that one for me. Um, just really goes to show what the right person with the right skills uh, could do for a movie. And it's, it's only, there's only one thing that I like more and I'm not going to tell you what that is yet, because first, before you tell me your number one, I would like to hear some of the things that didn't make your list. The one that comes to mind um, is from a film called climax. Okay. So Climax is a French A24 film about the, these dancers who were trying to get accepted into a, a school in the U.S. And basically it is like set in their rehearsal space because they were just rehearsing one night. And they're, they were also like celebrating and drinking and all that. But somebody like spiked their drinks. Okay. And they're all just going on this massive trip of they don't know what they're on and they like all start turning against each other, trying to figure out who did it and what is even going on. And then you see sides of them that you would never have expected. 
Uh-huh. Or maybe you would have if you like really pay close attention. But like just kind of like it hits you like just like bam like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I was going to say like a, the scene is like just like towards the end where there's flashing lights and they're all just dancing and like just tripping uh-huh. in a dark room with flashing lights. Oh, that's a uh, 24. I'm actually working on a list right now of Faye five, a 24 projects. And I've been j- just really getting exposed to them with, um, with X and Pearl and, um, the last movie it's going to be called um i don't know i forget what the last movie's called but it'll be like the the final in the trilogy but they're they're they put out some very interesting stuff um for me one of the ones that was really hard for me not to get on the list have you seen audition i have not okay that's a movie you need to see that's a messed up movie it's about this guy who's uh been divorced for a while a little bit older He's like a movie producer. One of his friends convinces him to hold like a fake audition. And so they can get all these young Japanese girls. It's, it's a Japanese movie uh, to mm-hmm. come in. And he just like instantly falls for one of the girls. And um, she ends up being a deranged killer. And so there's this scene where she has him or it wasn't him. Maybe, no, maybe it was. But anyway, she has one of these. Uh, tree saws, which is basically just a piece of wire with two um, rings on the end of it that you could put around a branch and just mm-hmm. and she's doing that on his ankles and uh, it's oh it's just oh and she's she's got this really nice like just you know pressed white blouse and a black skirt and straight hair and she's just and she, oh it's 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 out there it's disturbing it's it sticks with you. I used this, one of those saws when I was in the Boy Scout, so I know what it feels like to cut through something. Oh, that one, but that one didn't did make the list. But uh, anyway, yeah. I would like to find out now, this moment, this second, what your favorite horror moment of all times, of all films, of all movies is. Okay, before Later. I do. Okay. Before I do, I want to go ahead and say if you are photosensitive, whether that be with epilepsy or whatever, do not watch Climax. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just want to give a quick warning. Well, yeah, with all those flashing lights and stuff like that. It, yeah, yeah and like that. one consistent color and then just flashing lights everywhere. It's not a good idea. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Luckily, that doesn't that bother there. me. Yeah. yeah. There are scenes in, uh, yeah, there's a few scenes in Bridges of Madison County that, that caused me to go off. But yeah. that's completely different reasoning. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My number one. I knew this was going to be my number one from the very beginning. Uh, it's the sawing scene in Terrifier. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is getting so much coverage right now. Yeah. Wow. That's where it's the inverted person uh, and he saws yeah. down. Yeah, she's upside down and she's like complete. She's completely naked. Her friends duct tape to the chair watching, and he just starts sawing down, all the way down. Yeah, I remember David Howard Thornton talking about um, in an interview, like they were in a building they probably were not supposed to be in because it was a hazard. Uh huh. It was so old. It was 
freezing cold. So she's like there for hours on end, just hanging there completely naked. And then like every now and then they would just hoist her up so she could catch her breath and then put her back down. But she was just like trudging through it. Wow. That is, that is a scene. That is for sure. Wow. Have you seen the second one? Yes, I have. (laughs) I saw it in theaters. Oh, you did. I haven't seen it yet. The first one was just, you know, I don't have any of those clown phobias. So I didn't get that extra added thing, but. I almost have, I don't want to say an inversion to clowns and horror, but mm-hmm. aside from Pennywise, I can't really think of any clown horror movies that I like. Um, have you seen clown? Yeah. And patches mm-hmm. and um, even killer clowns from outer space. That doesn't really <laughs> do it for me. There was one about a clown who was accidentally killed at a st- at a kids party and he comes back um i remember hearing about it yeah but even that one it was interesting but just i don't know i guess clowns just aren't my thing yeah there's a movie like... done at the clown motel as well oh really yeah oh i might give that a chance <laughs> i don't know i don't know we have to see but terrifier I did enjoy that movie just because that whole scene where he just uh, he's like inside the burger shop and and he just he's just there and he does a very very yeah he's like I literally will just sit there and do this just to cut just to like see what my mom will do because she has no <laughs> idea what it's from <laughs> honey are you okay <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. My number one movie moment horror was again, just like you right away. New as soon as you told me this list, that this was be, was going to be number one. And I was correct. It was, un- <laughs> it was unchanged. It is from the 1979 Italian mm-hmm. horror movie called zombie two, or as it's also known as it's just called zombie. Um, by uh, Lucio Fulci, and it is one of the it's it's this movie is known for the famous shark versus zombie underwater fight scene. Have you ever seen this movie? I haven't, but now I have another thing to add to the list. Okay, you you definitely have to put this one on the list. It is probably one, if not my favorite Fulci film of all times. So in this scene, basically the movie starts in New York and this yacht shows up. That's they think it's abandoned. So they come with their boats and they, there's zombies on it. Okay. And so, uh, uh, I don't know. The reporter is digging into the story, finds out that it's her father's boat and he's on an Island, uh, kind of like, um, you know, in the Caribbean or something. So, they decide to go to the island and mm-hmm. they're going to look for their father. Well, at the island already, zombies have started to come out of the ground. And so Lucio Fulci, if you know, George Romero brought him in to the Dawn of the Dead movie to help zhuzh it up because he's such a horror master in Italy. And so this is commonly referred to as the sequel to Dawn of the Dead. Um even though the two don't necessarily have, they're kind of like, okay, this was going on in New York while this was going on, you know, in 
California or wherever it was. But anyway, in the scene that I'm talking about, there are two people, um, the British doctor, Dr. Menard, he's there with his wife, uh, Paula, for lack of a better, I don't know how to pronounce it. And she knows that things are starting to go bad and she wants to leave, but he's the doctor. So he's trying to stay and save people. So he goes off to the medical clinic and leaves her alone. Well, the zombies go to break in and she's looking through these little slats, like the window slats that are made out of, um, of wood. Mm-hmm. And so she's looking through it and this hand bursts through. And so the wood splinters and it reaches out and grabs her by the hair. And then starts pulling her toward him. Well, there's this huge splinter that's sticking out. And her eye is getting closer and closer and closer. And so you're thinking, oh, you know, she's going to pull away at the last minute or whatever. Nope. Pulls it right onto it. Punctures the eye. It just, she screams. And then it breaks off. And she comes back. And she's got it sticking out of her eye. (sighs) Heebie-jeebies, just like the thing with the needles, the eyes. I think most everybody kind of gets the frissons when you talk about doing something to your eye. Mm -hmm. And this scene is, it's right there. Um, Special effects artist Gianto De Rossi was the one who was responsible for it. And again, there's this awesome scene where a guy fights a zombie, fights a shark underwater. I mean, really, what more could you ask for? So find this movie and watch it. It's really good. Well, all right. What a good list. And there was no Vincent Price on your list. I'm I'm befuddled. I I don't know what to do. I was considering it, but I wanted to add some more variety. Well, let's let's do this then. What's your favorite Vincent Price horror moment? I can tell you mine like that. All right. Um, um, I'll say the line. No, Ellen, no. <laughs> In Madhouse when he finds Julia dead. <laughs> <laughs> you love that movie. I do. I do. As a matter of fact, I was thinking about you the other day. Look. Mm-hmm. I went to a, an estate sale and picked up some DVDs. And I found a four-movie disc with Madhouse on it. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I watched. That's I've watched. This one and this one, which I ha- have seen because I have other versions of them. And then my house is going to be next because you see it was sitting on my DVD player. But I just haven't watched it yet with you in mind because I know how much you love that scene. Um, I want to say that my favorite has got to be from Dr. Fives when he, mm-hmm. oh my God, when he has drilled the hole and it's letting down the, the ground up Brussels sprout mixture onto the nurse's face and then puts the mm-hmm. oh that's probably one of my best i i think he did a, an amazing job in that movie but uh anyway well this was great the spider walk i didn't even think about the spider walk but that is an incredible especially since it's a a cut scene yeah. that it made your list that's yeah. that's pretty awesome that's a that's a deep dig uh and now i have some movies to go and watch Climax, Kinder Trauma. Um, uh, Kinder Trauma is somebody on. Uh, oh, that's on right. He's it's a, a TikTok guy. Right. TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Okay. So what was it? Oh, the eyes, eyes of the mother. I, eyes of my mother. Mm-hmm. I'll find that one for sure. 
And then you have and got to watch happens. Zombie and zombie. Frankenhooker for sure. <laughs> Frankenhooker's so bad. <laughs> it's right up there with Jason X. Uh, actually, there's a, a movie. I have not seen it. I don't know if I will, but there's a movie called Call Girl with Cthulhu. <laughs> Well, I'm going to write that one down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you have you ever read the comics of um, The Adventures of Sabrina, the Teenage Witch? Um, but it's from... Uh, no, the, but I... It's the Afterlife with Archie version. I've heard about it. I just haven't gotten to reading them. It's re- Especially if you like the Elder Gods and stuff like that, because she actually ends up becoming the bride of an Elder God. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah some good stuff wow well again this was awesome i'm so glad you came up with this idea any idea you come up with you let me know and i'm down absolutely Ex- except for meryl street movies i probably won't <laughs> that one. i don't know some of those are pretty horrific though so yeah <laughs> well i want to thank you for coming up with this idea and for taking the time, I'm not even going to mention the fact that I was supposed to be recording last night and I totally forgot <laughs> that you texted me. So I'm not going to mention that. So no one knows about that. So you come up with something and we'll do it, or I'll send you something from my list. Cause I've been working on a couple of things. Um, and I got one, ah, I want to think about it. I think one that might be good for you I'll have to see. I okay. like that. I would also like to thank everybody out there in the podcast universe for tuning in and for listening and for watching us, because, you know, I know if you sit there with like half the, that's probably a good way to watch it. You know, you get the smile. Do the smile for me. Oh, the Yeah. <laughs> you make your choice of which one you want to watch. <laughs> but if you would, please go uh, wherever you listen to us. Um, now, Anchor FM has been bought by Spotify. So you can still find us at Spotify or this will be on YouTube. But wherever you watch it. Uh, like us, give us a review, um, because that's how I get to live in the life that I'm accustomed to. Well, I mean, not really, because I, I don't make any money, but I do it because I love it. <laughs> Lily G, it's good to see you, girls, always. You too. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. And listen, when you get ready to do your podcast, I want to be on it. Number, I can, I can be number two if if. If D is going to be on it first, but definitely within the top three. (laughs) Oh, you will absolutely be a guest for sure. Awesome. All right. Well, thank y'all so much. And remember folks, it may not be the best. It may not be the most popular, but if it's your favorite, then it's good enough for us. Thanks for watching the show.